hearts next to all these comments I'm getting on Instagram I'm getting a lot of I'm getting a lot of comments because I just made a big announcement I'll do the intro good morning good afternoon good evening and good night that's the sound of fire taking that validation to his veins I just made a big announcement so everybody's on my dick right now. You know what I'm saying? If you're a fan, hopefully you already know this, but if you only know us from one app, your boy got a job. Your boy Cypher Sounds back on the radio in New York City. Back at Hot 97? Oh no, no sir. No. No, no oh, sir. No, 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 no. They no. want nothing to do with me those animals over there. Uh brand new station in New York called 947 The Block. New York's number one for throwbacks, hip-hop, and R&B. So I've been talking to them for a while. You know who's really responsible for all of this? Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. How, though? That's my question. I met her in Toronto when she was shooting suits. You didn't. And, um, you didn't. You didn't smile. No, 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 no. No, shout out to my boy Rico, a.k.a. our boy Rico Suave. Why? What, what did Rico do? You know, Rico is big in the radio world and he produced, I think he was part of the production of the syndication show of Nick Cannon and Nick Cannon had the slot on the radio station that I'm about to start on. And um, I don't know. I don't know the the deal actually what happened behind the scenes. Nick Cannon is not doing it anymore. I think Nick Cannon is moving on to bigger and better things. And Rico knows some of the people in that company and suggested they should look at me for the new, for that slot. So... Wow. It worked out, baby. As we're doing this program, Saif has just made the announcement. Well, the, the, the press release went out to the, you know, to the trades. Let me see if I could find this. Hold on. I, I want to read the press release. Oh, it's out there. The press release is out there Hold in the on, trades. Gonna, it should be on Twitter somewhere, right? <laughs> That's it. I guess. I don't know. I don't even know how to find the trades. Right, I just searched on Saif. I searched Saif Sounds on Twitter. Don't write the word Haitian. Oh, oh, there's the announcement. Cypher Sounds joins the block. I got it. I got it. Radio Insight. Ooh, Radio Insight. Odyssey Classic Hip Hop 94.7 The Block has announced the addition of Louis Cypher Sounds Diaz as midday host. Cypher Sounds will replace Nick Cannon Radio in the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. time slot starting Thursday, January 20th. That's Thursday, January 26th. That's last Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Diaz No, it's February 6th Diaz is best It is February 6th, this is wrong? Yes, yeah, February 6th Oh, it says January 26th Already got, miscommunication Already, yo Saif, welcome back to corporate America 
Cypher Sounds is best uh, known for his, no, sorry, Diaz is best known Diaz. for his 17 year run at MS Hip Hop Hot 97 WQHT, which included time in mornings and afternoons until his firing. Wow. In 2015. Mm, I didn't get fired. I didn't get fired. It says until his firing. I'm not kidding. It says this until his firing in 2015 for criticizing management. <laughs> what the fuck? He also worked for Sirius XM Shade 45 and was the DJ on the Chappelle show. He succeeds Nick Cannon, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's the real, that's not oh, the press see, release. Oh, that's not the press release. Somebody no. wrote that. That's okay, Radio Insight it. just being like, fuck a Cypher Sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the press release. Odyssey welcomes Cypher Sounds, parentheses, Luis Diaz. That's the way to do it. As midday host for 94.7 The Block in New York, he'll be heard weekdays from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. beginning January 26th. I've been a Cypher fan for many years, so we're thrilled to bring him aboard the block and add him to our weekday programming slate, said Skip Dillard, brand manager, 94.7 The Block. It's his talent. Skip. Hold, his on, talent. hold on. Hold on. This is my guy, Skip. You know what I'm saying? That's my dog. Now you, now you got to start being like Flex and shouting him out like every day. Like, Skip was good, Skipper. I'm Gilligan. Uh, his talent, immersion in hip-hop culture, and on-air execution will be a welcomed addition to our on-air team. I guess he's never heard you host before. <laughs> I am beyond excited to be returning to the airwaves in New York City, said Cypher Sounds. I thought I had done it all in radio and was extremely happy shifting my, into my comedy career, but ever since I heard the block pop up, I realized how much I miss rock and hip-hop and R&B to the masses. It's time for Cypher to come back home. Over the course of his DJ career, Cypher Sounds has helped introduce Various artists has shared the stage with some of the world's biggest musicians. Now, and now we're just into the bio. Well, at least it doesn't say used to host Cypher Sounds in Ferguson. <laughs> that actually happened. Wow. Well, congratulations. Are you excited? Uh, yes. Okay. What's the hesitation? What's that? Tell it. Share it with us. You know, still nervous. You know, I gotta get. I gotta. It's a. It's a whole new world. I gotta get back into the. You know, the zone. I don't know if you're able to share this with us, but can you tell us at all what their expectations are for your being in studio? Uh, that I don't know. No, you don't know. That wasn't in your contract. Like you need to be here X amount of days. No, what is in the contract is I still have to be able to do my comedy gigs. So if you have travel for comedy, you are able to do so. Yeah. So, but you know, I worked at it. I, I explained to them when I do these gigs, I'm always around you know, certain artists and certain things that content I can get for the radio. And, you know, radio's not what it used to be. Like, now it's more of a content play. So I'm going to be getting stuff. You know what I mean? I got to be out there in the streets, baby. Wheeling and dealing. Ho hustling and bustling. I like I like what you're saying. And um, this is very exciting. It is nerve-wracking. So who else works over there? Let's Let's go over. Who do we know over there? So the first call I got just now, right before we started, was Mr. C. Which worried me because it made me think maybe Sife's dead. <laughs> and Mr. C was trying to prepare the mix. Mr. C, you think he has pre-recorded death mixes ready to go? Yeah, it's like obituaries. They're already written. Melly Mel's getting a little old. Let me let me go ahead and mix this up for him real quick. <laughs> Once you pass 50, Mr. C's preparing the mix. But Mr. C called me just now. He said, send over my cypher, don't get gas dropped so that he could promote me. In his in his midday in his uh noon time slot. So all right, so mornings is Miss Jones. We're very close. Mornings is Miss Jones. Then Cypher Sounds comes on. Mr. C's on at twelve to one with the throwback at noon. Then uh, a very nice lady named Shelly Wade comes on two to seven. 
And then after that is the one and only OG Ed Lover. And then as far as I know from weekend mixes, there's Big Ben. Ooh. There's Ted Smooth. Oh, you remember. Um, Majestic. Uh, some guy named John Quick. I think T-Storm mixes. Our T-Storm? That's right. Nice. How's T-Storm? I think I think Rico might have been part of T-Storm getting a gig too because Rico and T-Storm do a lot of stuff together. Wow. So yeah, man. So... Is Miss? I wonder if Miss Jones is in studio. Yeah, she is. She's there. She goes live. She goes live on her Instagram a lot of times. She's gonna see you, and and I wonder if she'll still talk enough shit about how we used to breathe. Remember, we were still living off her fumes for years. <laughs> As she put it. Well, this is very, this is very, very exciting. Um. Also, also, very much fucks up our one up schedule. Very much fucks it up. Oh. Oh, no doubt. Literally, the moment you get off work, I go to work. We just sort of found a rhythm that I, that felt good to me of like Friday mid-morning was like a cool kind of time. That's dead as a doornail. Oh, let's see what happens. February 6th is when I start. Let's see what happens. How is your, how's, how's your 1 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, what about, what about maybe like after, after I get off in the evening before you do comedy gigs at like 10 like you do, like we could do like 7.30. Okay, here's what's going to happen with Juan Epp. We, we quit. We just got two in a row. <laughs> Guys, we tried. Time to retire. We tried. Yeah, we tried. We, tried. we got started. You know what? When they do, when they do the history of Juan Epp one day, when they do the they're documentary. Okay. Oh, they're doing a documentary on us. The podcast is about being on a podcast. <laughs> Like the audience right. just watches us build and destroy this thing over and over. <laughs> no, really, the thing with one app is gonna have we're gonna have to get like really tight on our calendar shit because I can do after you get off ESPN, but not if I the week before booked some comedy shows. So if we want to do a Wednesday, if we want to do a Wednesday at 7.30, you could do that. We just need it on the calendar for two, three weeks. We need to plan it a week and a half before, before I do my seller schedule. Yeah, I think that may be what we have to do. And then we just have to get tight. We just got to get tight with the schedule. But we got a, we got a lab now. I was in the lab on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 8 at night. I was in there with the squad. You just hate your family. You just don't want to go home. <laughs> You're like you're already gone every day, and you just go to an apartment and sit with interns. Who Bro, you met. parking is not as easy as you said, man. On Sunday, you still couldn't park. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a little difficult. You 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 misrepresented what I said. I said from the beginning, parking over there is shit, miss. Sundays is better. I said. Yeah, better. Yeah, and it is all shit, miss. Sundays is just better. Um. Anyway, so we'll figure it out. Yeah, maybe. And also, when um when you're in town on weekends. I like the sat, you know, little Saturday afternoon episodes too. But you go to your fucking country bumpkin house. That's gonna have to. I'll have to go after the one Eparu. Either way, I'm not worried about us figuring it out. We're getting the momentum. Shouts to DJ Enough, whose birthday it is. I wish we realized his birthday was today. Bro, that DJ Enough episode got love, bro. People hit me that haven't hit me in years. Name a person. I want to know. Dorian. Oh, really? Who's Dorian? Dorian is a used to guy, a guy that used to run with Nick Cannon. Oh, oh, I remember Dorian. Dorian's out here listening to the Juan Eparu. 
He said, Happy New Year, my guy. Way too late to be saying Happy New Year. Great interviews, plural, with enough. Wow. Thanks, Dorian. I remember Dorian. Yeah. Sife, do you know this record? I can't hear anything. You, hear, you don't hear it? No. You need to stop Hold on. Hold on. Are you in a different room? I got it. You change rooms? It was a Friday, and I just got paid. Puffin' nails with my peeps just to start my day. Po nine tried to clap, but they felt the vibe. Mag tens in the stores while the snakes ride by. Hand to hand, getting money, flipping grams and keys. It ain't funny getting bucks, money, money and cheese. Flip both Z's the keys, but you can't do Yo, that. I didn't know this record. I didn't know this '90s underground classic. No, what's this yeah, one? I don't know this. Major stress. The artist is Major Stress. Song's called A Day in the Sty. It's just pretty good, right? For, he, should do, he should do the new version. What's that? Hey, yo, white women at Starbucks getting a parfait. <laughs> it's just a day in the sty. Joint's pretty good. It's a day in Bedford Simonson. I heard a shot that get dropped to the ground like rain. My man tell him, got hit up inside his brain. He laid back on the step and couldn't catch his breath. For niggas front. Instrumental too. What, is, what label is that on? I remember the record, what the record, record looked like. If it was a black record, it was indie. Oh, since since we're talking underground, wait, what about it? How'd you why'd you find my that? friend How'd Barry Schwartz, it? aka Disco Vietnam, gave it to me as a housewarming gift, and I was like, I don't even remember the song. He was like, Oh, this is an underground song I always loved, and I saw the vinyl, so I bought it for you. But I, I didn't know it. It's just pretty nice. This I don't know. I'm kind of mad I missed this though. It reminds me of. It just gives me all the vibes. This of, definitely sounds like a Stretch Armstrong. I might have to flip it. All right, what were you about to say? What's the record? What was the label that had like a little Timberland boot? Remember that? There was a, a indie label. What was that? Are you thinking or are you searching? I'm thinking because I can picture it. It's a little Timberland boot. There was one record on that label that was so fire. I saw it when I was packing up my records and moving them to storage. Oh, no, I probably have it here because all my underground shit is in this house. What was that song? Underground. What was the little Timbaland boo? You know it. Come on. That's so familiar. I'm so frustrated. <laughs> um, I just Googled underground label Timberland boot. It did not work. No. Damn, what was that? Who would Damn. who do we know that we know that would remember that? Like who's a big enough uh, indie nerd? DJ Eclipse. You think Eclipse would remember? Yeah. He worked at Fat Beats. He ran Fat Beats. You have Eclipse's number? He ran Yeah. Call him. No, you want me to call him? I don't I don't I don't Eclipse doesn't know me like that. I, mean, I know him, but like Well, who else? If not Eclipse. Um Oh wait, do I have I do have Eclipse. No. I just get his playlist to come up my email. Please leave a message. Damn. Back as soon as I can. He disrespected the shit out of you. No, yo, don't ever disrespect me. Um, who else? Who else would know? You think? You think? You think Stretch? Yeah, Stretch would know for sure. What do you think the odds are that Stretch would answer a call from us? 
Wait, you're going to call him? Uh, Wait, let's call him at the exact same time. No, hold on. I don't think I have his number on my phone. Oh. So you have to call. Okay. Can you hear oh, that? Oh, I do have it. I do have it. We can both try. Can you hear that? Yeah. Is this Mr. Sounds? Yo, Mr. Armstrong, how are you? What up, man? You're you're on a uh, Cypher Sounds of Rosenberg podcast, one app. As in right now. That's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very... We're just using you as a resource, a resource, sir. All right, what's going on? I'm, I'm on a remote beach in on the southern side of Mexico on the Pacific coast, but then I'll try to help you. This, this will not take any of your time, sir. Okay. What was that? What was that indie label back in the day that had like a little Timberland boot as a logo? Uh, a little boot or a big boot? <laughs> a big boot. But like, it was on like I mean, that. True criminal. True criminal. That. And what was that? Yeah. What was this big song on there? The best record on True Criminal was uh, Metal Things. Metal Things. Metal Things. That's it. We packed Metal Things just to settle things. FC, who did the theme song for for the Combat Jack show. Oh, really? Oh, really? We tried calling Eclipse, but he he shunned us. (laughs) He didn't answer? (laughs) Straight to voicemail. went straight to voicemail. (laughs) <laughs> Man, we'll s- look at that! I'll, look at that! I'm I'm on the beach and I'm I'm picking we're, up the phone. We're terribly sorry to bother you, man. Have a great vacation. Thanks, tr- tell nah, him it's thanks. All good, man. I have a good one. I love that record. Yo, talk to you soon, bro. Rosenberg said thanks. Also, bye. I fucking forgot that it was True Criminal because I remember that label. They they had a bunch of good joints. I remember, but that way. But think about when I said what was the best record on there. He said it right away. Is it on? You gotta have it. Hold on, you gotta play. Hold on, it. I'm going to play it. You gotta play it. Metal. I think it's maybe Thangs. It is Thangs. Here we go. This isn't the version I like, though. That OC? Yeah, OC and Pharaoh. This, the, the remix was what I liked, and I see one remix on Spotify. Let's see if it's the one I liked. Let's see. No. Go to YouTube. Yeah. What was that sample, though? Someone else used that sample. Let's see if this is right. So good and so horrible at the same time. This is, okay, this is the one I loved. This was that Dust Till Dawn. WMUC 88.1 FM, College Park, Maryland, PMD, CBA on a Friday night. I don't even heard this one. Yeah, this was my favorite one. I don't know why. The other one's harder, for sure. What is the, the original sound? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Now, Street Smarts had this record that was even bigger. What's going on with that, baby? 
Remember this? It's called Problems. This was his biggest record, actually. You know who I'd like to get on one up one day? Talk to me. Make your wish list. Ah, here I am. Here I be. The great LT. GC. So, this is so fat beats. It's The bottom line Tariq got plenty for the masses and many Be banging them all, that's just a skinny Get them sprung with the tongue or strung with the dick That's my shit Straight up and down, I give a fits, I be legit Al Tariq Fashion Do you know fashion at all? I met him back then When it was on that, what was that label? That blue with orange Correct. writing? Correct, yeah They had one of the realest breakups I feel like ever what do you mean realists? Like they, they broke up permanently. It was, there was never, it didn't feel like there was ever a tease back to fashion coming back to the group. Mm. It was Psycho and Juju from that point on. And all the big hits were Psycho and Juju. I don't even remember him in the beat. It's like a, it's like back to the future to me. Like I remember him being down somehow, some way. Oh, Eclipse. Hello? Eclipse? Yes. Hey, it's Cypher Sounds and, and Rosenberg. We're doing our one app podcast. Let's see if he answers as fast as uh, Stretch. We were trying to get some information from you, but you didn't answer, so we ended up calling Stretch Armstrong. <laughs> okay. But, hope, what? but we want to see if you can get the answer either as fast or faster. Oh, God. What is it? Okay. Here we go. DJ Clips. Yes. Remember back in the day, there was a, I do. A, a, is that it? <laughs> there was an independent label that had like a like a Timberland on it. Uh, True Criminal Records. True Criminal wow. Records. You got it fast. Where do I win? And, and hold on, you didn't. Finish. And what was the what was the song on there? Like the the big song. Uh, the biggest one would be Street Smarts, Metal Things. Yeah, he wow. got. I mean, I these guys say, are fucking I'm gonna say he got it faster than Stretch. I think he did. Thank Stretch you. was still good though. <laughs> wow. I, I premiered that record. On his show when he was out of town. See? But I knew you would get it faster because you worked at Fat Beat, so you saw records and labels in a different way because it was Absolutely. part of, you know what I mean? Totally, Ask Eclipse totally. who wants to do yeah. one up soon. Eclipse, can you do our podcast one up soon? Yes. Okay. All right? All right, we'll hit you up. All righty. Thank you so much, sir. I'll talk to you later. I don't know if you saw my nerdy post on uh, National DJ Day. I didn't. But I, I liked what I said. I, I, I was thinking about what to write, and I ended up being happy with kind of where I landed because it was really sincere. Um, of course, no one gave a fuck. It was, it was Friday night. It was out of the algorithm, so who gives a shit, right? <laughs> but so I posted all these pictures of DJs, and I posted 10 pictures, and the last one is a great picture of you and Pete Rock. From the Masters of Ceremony concert. Yeah. Someone wrote, I, I pinned their comment. They wrote, so, someone wrote, unfollow. No, they, that's what I wrote. 
<laughs> they wrote, can totally imagine Seif swiping angrily till the end. LOL. <laughs> so uh, here, here's what I said. And tell me if you feel this. Yeah. I said, I don't normally celebrate these fake holidays, but this one here. Oh, I did see that. Yeah. I remember you wrote that. And yeah. I said, I'm so proud to be a part of this fraternity. I, I stink as a DJ relative to these legends, but it's still who I am through and through. Parentheses, sorry, Lord Jamar. And I love the bond that we all share through our love of music and sharing with other people. When I first started meeting DJs, I realized I had found my tribe. Love you all. And so many more uh, than are pictured here. We were like the lost tribe. I do feel like that about finding when I got to college radio and started meeting other underground DJs. And I was like, oh, these are my people. Like this is, don't you agree? Like it still feels the most like my people, I think, of any of the places I've gone. I agree with you. Yes. When I was that age, it was the same thing. But now comedy, is that for you? It's just another tribe. It's actually the same tribe. Somewhere along the line, it, it, it split. What do you mean? The reason why I do well, so well in comedy is because they are just like DJs and rappers and, and hip hop artists. It's very similar. Well, insecure, angry, bitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The only thing I will say a little bit, you'll get more laughs with comedians, obviously. Oh, yeah. Some DJ, some of the people in our tribe are like in the DJ tribe are just nasty. Yeah. You know, that that does exist. And there's and there was so there's also nasty people in comedy too. For sure. I'm just saying, okay, put it like this. Put it like this. I said this to myself recently. If I go to an event and there's other comedians there, we always find each other and stand in the corner and make fun of everything that's going on. If I go to a club, no matter what, I just find myself gravitating towards the DJ booth and just hanging out by the DJ. And I went to a party in Vegas. And literally just, I was not DJing. No one knew I was there. And I was just hanging out by the DJ booth. It's where I felt most comfortable. No matter where the club is, no matter what it is, I agree 100%. You you, yeah. you find the DJ booth and that's where you feel at home. Just post up. Yeah. Comfortable. You know, I saw a comment the other day on one of the social medias that, like, I think it was Twitter. It was a compliment. It really, it, I'm not saying it like bugged me like I was upset, but I was like, it kind of fucked with me a little bit. I don't remember if the word was like on the low or like quiet is kept or something like, but it was something like that. It was something like on the low, yo, Rosenberg's really funny in the morning, cracks me up. <laughs> and I was like, is that on the low? <laughs> like, I kind of feel like that's what I do on the morning show. Like, is that kind of my job? See, when you go to work, you're at work for, let's say, four or five hours, whatever. Sometimes. Is, right? Keep going. Yeah. But you know what I mean? But you're only on the air 45 minutes, an hour, the most? Now more than ever before. We now talk probably the most it's ever been. Okay. So on the air, what, two hours maybe? No, not even. Can't be. Hour and a half. I would say I talk for about 90 minutes in the morning. Yeah, we'll probably do about Technically, it's all spread out through a four-hour show. Yeah, but it's mostly jammed in between- 7.20 and 8.50. We talk almost, I'd say cast plays like 20 minutes and we play like, we talk like an hour and change. Something like that. But the amount of time you're there and maybe you're saying funny things before you go on the air and cracking people up and how you are with your friends is not your appearance to the public. You know what I mean? Like 
They don't see like it's like this. I hate to say this. I hate to compare it, but it's like Chappelle. Wait, you know Dave Chappelle? I know Dave Chappelle on such a personal level and what a great guy he is and how much he does for so many people. And I'm with him for hours and hours and hours. And then when people talk bad about him, it blows my mind. Like, how can you talk bad about this guy? He does so much for the community, for the people. He helps out so many people. And I go, oh, they don't know that. They only see the Netflix specials and maybe, uh, you know, an hour or two at a nightclub. And that's such a small amount of people. And so I was wondering, like, oh, does that happen with me? Does that happen with everyone? The thing is, on both of my shows, my position, my position. But you're not funny every break. Well, you can't be. Yeah, of course not. You're not funny every break. And also, you say a lot of sometimes polarizing shit. So are you playing with fire? I'm lighting a match, yeah. I'm burning it all down. For the dead homies? That's, That's pouring out liquor. Oh, what's the match for? It's, uh, this is for a candle. For We Shall Overcome? Just for a nice, pleasant smell. I, I hear you. I hear you. But throughout each, I would say in, in 75% of breaks, though, I crack jokes. I would say in, in. Yeah, but people only know the headlines of you. Say, Rosenberg says Madonna is the best R&B artist ever. You know, you say shit like that. Like, I know. I, I think the K-Show listeners get it better. Because they listen longer. It's all talk. You're saying shit that they hate you for about their team or their quarterback or whatever. So they just get the hate into their head immediately. This guy's always talking about the Cowboys. Yo, did you see my birds the other the, the other day? Woo. Who are your birds? The Pennsylvania Eagles. Oh, you love the Pennsylvania Eagles, right? I love the Pennsylvania Eagles. Yeah, you're a big fan. Oh, I love that, man. The birds. Go birds. Yo, by the way, um, I didn't see you at the Drake show. <laughs> I also didn't see me at the Drake show. <laughs> didn't see either of us at the Drake show. I saw one quick thing on Instagram that was like, oh, on my way to Drake at, at the Apollo. I was like, man, we are out the loop. I didn't even know. Even in the loop, that would have been a tough one because it was a Sirius XM exclusive. Oh, was it? That wasn't like a buy tickets to it. You, what was that for, though? Some sort of there was some sort of sponsored thing with it, and and Sirius XM because Drake has OVO Radio on Sirius, I believe. Ah, that's right. So yes. that was, I believe, how it all came together. Yo, you know what the funny, you know what the underrated funniest thing about Drake is that he does the random things on his Instagram promoting gambling websites. Really? You don't, you don't see that? No, he, but no, I don't. I don't think I. I'm so curious to how big the bag is for the gambling websites. He's ownership. There's no way he does that without being ownership. There's no way. Yeah, you're probably right. Because it's it's full posts. No, he's owner. Has to be. There's no way he would do that. Yeah, what are they going to offer him? Like, listen, we like want to give you $3,500 for this post. Even if they say 35000 No, he's in the millions. Like, well, I guess you're right. He's got to be an owner, right? Yes. I like the idea that because because Drake's Jewish, he still says yes to like random ads on his Instagram page. Hashtag ad. <laughs> no, you're right. He must own. Wait, I can't laugh at that. Yes, I, that's not funny for you to laugh at. Why did you throw Jewish in there? It's, well, it's funny for me to laugh at. Okay, that's disgusting. I, 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 I threw in a little comment on the K show yesterday about race. I have to be like all mindful there to make white jokes because they get so mad and start calling me. They start calling me wokey. 
Oh, look at the wokey. Wait, 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 wait. Who, the, your coworkers no, or no, callers? No, 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 no. Twi- Twitter. Oh. Did you hear what? If you make, if you make what jokes? Now, yesterday I said, I was talking about how they, <laughs> like some of the commentators on football are terrible. And I was like, here's the screening process to getting to one of those jobs. Hey, did you play football? Are you white? Can you put two sentences together? Here's $15 million. <laughs> that's how I, that's how I put it. And I mean that, like, I feel like they, the, the, these places drool over white football players who can like talk a little bit. It's like, oh, you gotta be able to. And I realized I wasn't going to say it. And then I was like, fuck that. I am allowed to say things about white people like that. I cannot be scared. And isn't it funny that like they, they, so then they come after me and call me woke. I'm I'm a wokey, woke clown, woke this, woke that. When they're the ones actually getting super upset. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yo, the way the word woke has been taken is so crazy. Oh, my God. Bro, I'm doing this new bit. I started it when I went to Texas a few weeks ago and as just like a joke because where I was and it's turning into like a real bit that I do all the time. I just get on stage and I go, man, let's give it up for straight white males, man. Let's like, come on now. Come on. They had a rough time. We've been abusing them the last five years, straight white males. Let's go. And then I just, just, it's always different. Cause I'm just freestyling, but I'm always, I find straight white males in the audience. I'm like, be proud of your straight white maleness. And then I, I give them like high fives and like, you can see who's into it and who's not. And then this one guy, I go, you straight white male? He goes, gay. And I go, wait, being a straight white male is gay or you're gay? He goes, I'm gay. And then, uh, and then I was like, you turned your back on your brothers, those straight white males. And I was like, straight white. Like, I try to get a chant going and I bring it back throughout the whole night. It's fucking killing, man. Oh, I, I, that's actually, that is a very good bit. But it's killing in a way like makes people... Awkward. Yeah, I've been to say it's super like, uncomfortable. Like, how do you? It's so like, how would I react if someone said that? I wouldn't. I would laugh. I, just, I guess I wouldn't like chant straight white male. Certainly, but I would. You gotta do it. You gotta chant it. What, what else is happening in the world besides you getting a, a job? What? What? The, what else could be fucking happening? I know it is pretty crazy. It's a major fucking moment. I know. I, I kind of can't believe it. I can't believe it either. They've made a huge mistake. The question is, do I, do one of us at some point have management at one of our jobs be like, you know, you guys can't do this podcast. Oh yeah, probably. Um, but now you can't shout me out anymore. I was always like a a cousin that left. Right. Or a brother that left home. Cousin Pito. You can't, now you can't shout me out anymore. Like we mentioned people who work there that aren't even our friends really. Like we don't ever really stress. We mention other radio personalities at this point. Yeah. We don't care. All right, well, hopefully you shout me out. I even give you a congratulations. This is a big tomorrow. news story in the in the world of radio. I see it. All the trades are talking about it. Luis Diaz back on the radio. Can you believe it? I got fired for having disagreements with management. <laughs> oh, wow, that was interesting. I wonder who fed that information. Hey, um, Billy was like, it was me. I shut down here. I told him the truth. Cypher sounds just an abuser in the workplace. <laughs> Did you... Uh, <laughs> Did you did you sign back up for the union? Now you got to do that. Is that SAG after? That's right. Are you I mean, still I'm already are you, in are, it? You kept it. Okay, you stayed SAG. Well, no, I kept, I had to get in it for like TV stuff. Is radio separate? No, 
So did you ever leave? I never technically left, but that, there was one point where I owed like mad dues, which I paid. Well, they're, they're going to have to find out about this job. I guess. I don't even know how it works. Yo, by, but by the way, do you know that they sent out the, um, the screeners code a few days ago? If you want to watch the movies. I saw something about that, but that I, I, I guess I, this is dumb. What are we talking about? I opted out of physical copies. Yeah. Did you get the code though? You got to get the code so you can watch. No, I didn't get no code. Yeah. Look, I, I, I want to watch the Fablemans. Of course you do. Tell us what you mean. What do you mean? Of course I do. No, that's your people. Represent. Cypher Sounds was fired from 94.7 <laughs> The Block. Um, the disgraced radio personality. <laughs> Dis- <laughs> if I get fired from here, I'm done, right? I mean, it depends what the, what the, no, no. Well, I mean, think let's, of my, let's think, think about- of my radio career. Think of my radio career. New York the whole time, bro. Never had to leave. Go do radio out of town somewhere. I'm blessed. Are you going to mix on this show too or no? Not my show. I'm mixing on another day because Mr. C does the slot on my show. So when are they going to have you mix? You don't know yet? On the weekend sometime. I don't know yet. Like, are you going to try to get a permanent slot? I think it is. I can't do this without mixing. I can't. I have to. If I'm going to do it, I have to mix. I wonder how much freedom you get on the mixes there. It's going to be interesting. Bro, have you listened? I've only listened a handful of times, and there were times when I listened to C, and I felt like he was playing much differently than he would play it hot. Really? The time I listened, yes. Bro, I listen, I listen a lot since I, you know, knew, I knew. But he might have been getting comfortable still. Man, I listen to some DJs on this station. They are they got freedom. So wait, what are they playing? Tell me. Fucking album cuts and fucking deep cuts. And and like hippity hip hop hip hop also? Yeah. Like give me an example. Like what's the most underground thing you've heard? Maybe not underground, but like definitely throwbacks. Wu-Tang album cuts. Okay. You know. Shit that wasn't a single. Can you play Metal Fangs by Street Smart? That you cannot play. That, that would be going cannot, too far, you'd say. That you cannot play. Would you get in trouble if you played um, this? Oh, I'm playing that. That's my theme. That's how I would come on the air. All right, you should make it that every day. What if you did that? Just the instrumental. Ladies and gentlemen, you're truly Cypher Sounds 94 7 The Block. Cypher, what are you playing? No, this is pre Run the Jewels. It's early Run the Jewels. And then they go, What's Run the Jewels? And you go, You know what? Forget it. (laughs) I'm out of (laughs) here. All right. I got to go. What are we doing? You have to go. That was it. We didn't. That, that, we, we, this is how we followed up two amazing DJ Enough episodes. And by the way, those are the last two live episodes we're ever going to do. Last interview. By the way, who do we want to try to do? Bro, there's a long list of people we got to get. You know, we've never had Riz on one app. Wow. I mean, what's wrong with us? Okay, so here's the question I have for you. Saif, can we still do one more Friday on Friday, February 3rd? No, I'm out of town. When do you get back? The fifth. All right. Well, listen, it's been a hell of a run. I've really, really enjoyed it. But I'll tell you what, the next iteration of one app, though, the one app is back from the dead. The one app is, um, one app is reborn. 
What was, what, did anything really surprise you about the enough episodes? Was there anything like you, did, where you seemed surprised that he was so bothered by the pit bull thing? No, I knew that. There was a, there was a long, a long time cold war between enough and flex. And we only like tapped into it. We didn't go all the way into it. You think? I don't think either one of them would talk about it for real, for real. It's like, a, um, what do you call that shit when like you're friendly sometimes and then at odds sometimes? Frenemies? Oh, frenemies is great. But that's not what you meant. No, there's another term. I forget. Hot like, and cold. It's like almost like the Sopranos. Like, like you're super cool with these people because you have to be. But in the, in all reality, like shit keeps flaring up on the low. Um, the him never playing hit him up shocked me. Once he said it, it makes sense. You did you ever consider not playing it, or did you wait a certain amount of time before you're like, all right, it's whatever, it's now it's old. I'm telling you, when I heard do I play it, and the way he played it was like a setup to a. So it had a, to be. My guess is at least like a year or something later. Oh uh, no! Wait, yeah. When did when did uh when did Pac and Biggie die? Ninety. Pac in ninety six, Biggie in ninety seven. No, this was like. Oh no! It wasn't. Yeah, this was like an old. Two or something. I got it. Okay. All right. It's way later. I think the first time I ever heard Hit Him Up was on Mayhem Show, Martin Moore and Mayhem on 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 uh, NYU Radio, because they were playing it to 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 diss it. You know what I mean? Oh, really? They played it to talk shit. Yeah, and they were like, and they, I remember. Oh, this is crazy. This is crazy. I remember. Martin Moore and Mayhem played it, and I was there with Riz. I would always go there with Riz. And um, and they were playing it, and then Martin, oh, uh, no, I'm sorry, Mayhem was so upset, and he was, like, listing all the things Biggie could come back with. Wow. Like, like, yo, Biggie got to come back with, uh, you know, uh, uh, mama, even though you was a crack fiend, mama, boom, boom. And then he got to come back with, you know, he don't know how to shoot. He, sh he shot himself, you know, during that attack. He got raped in jail. Like he started like writing all these things. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Now, um, Saivai, I, before we wrap up and do the Patreon episode, where we're going to bring the real jewels, the real behind the scenes of everything that's going on. Um, I have a new game I'm introducing and making up on the spot right now. Okay. You do improv, right? That's right. It's called Rosenberg reads current hip hop headlines and Cypher sounds attempts to make up what the story is. Okay. I love it. It's time for hip hop headlines <laughs> with Cypher sounds. Cypher. Yeah. Here's here's the story. Uh, YSL Mondo details Lil Wayne allegedly disrespecting Young Thug and calls out Gunna. Mm. What do you think? What, what's the game again? Tell me what the story's about. Tell me about YSL Mondo and what this whole issue's about. Oh, YSL Mondo. We all know YSL Mondo. Sure. Who is he? He's the Mexican member of YSL. Okay. Because his name is Armando. Okay, so it's weird because he spells it M-O-N-D-O, Armondo. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, Armondo. Why is El Armando? And um, before he joined the group, he was in a he was almost in Cash Money because he used to deliver the the enchiladas to them at Circle House Studio, and and because Baby was trying to sign 
Young Thug. Baby was trying to sign Young Thug, and Wayne got jealous, and Wayne was talking mad shit about him. Hmm. Facts. Okay, that's good stuff that you just had there. How about Lil Baby's son, Jason, iced out with two incredible pendants totaling over seven carats? Oh, Jason? Lil Baby Baby. L- Lil, that's Lil, Lil, Lil Baby Baby. baby. Yeah, Lil Baby Baby. Lil Baby Baby. Um, it's funny because everybody would think that Lil Baby bought his son the jewels. But it's not true. Lil Baby Baby's actually a financial wizard. And he uh he invested in Bitcoin early. Wow, really? Yeah. He invested in Bitcoin early and um and sold and got out right before the bottom crashed, before the bottom fell out. Um, how about this? What about uh Krishan Rock reveals pregnancy. Blueface denies being the father. Oh yeah, yeah. Because um, I, that's true. Cause she uh, Blueface had a vasectomy. Or is that true? Because he has a lot of kids. I think that's why he had a vasectomy. Right, because of the 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 kids. He says it in um. He says it in one of his songs. How about um, Ice Spices in? The Mood music video had the Bronx turning up. So it sounds like a very important headline. That one's pretty self-explanatory, no? But what was it like, though? Because I heard you were there. Yeah, it was, a, it was a, lot of, um, a lot of drill, a lot of drill music pumping up the crowd. You know what I'm saying? There was, um, it was, the food was sponsored by one of the local bodegas, one of the last local bodegas because they're just being gentrified left and right. And did you hear about the dolphins that were in the Bronx River? I did hear about that. Sure. That's why they were there for the video shoot. The dolphins were, were swum in. No, they flew them in. The dolphins can't swim to the Bronx River. Ice Spice and her crew, the Ices, flew them in and they put them in the river for the video. What? This I did not know. Everybody knows that. Oh, how about this? This is a real headline I hadn't seen yet. Nipsey Hussle fans outraged by out-of-pocket family guy joke. Does it have the joke? Huh. Oh, outrage. Are they outraged? Let's see. The episode in question, Young Parent Trap, aired in April 2021, but the clip resurfaced. Uh, ah, a music festival and a treat, Peter Griffin says, in the scene to his children after hearing of their plans to attend uh, a, a fake Coachella. They're going to have holograms of Tupac and also Nipsey Hussle, who I'd never heard of. And then I was told to care about immensely. His son, Chris, replies in a snarky tone. That's a yo, good that, joke. Yo, yo, guys, that's, it's, it, that's just playing on society. Oh, it's not yeah, playing that's what, on Nipsey Hussle. Every family Hustle. guy joke is that. Every family guy joke offends a small group. Because you like, if you see him do any racist black shit, I like or anything hip hop. I get like a little, like a little twinge. I'm like, oh, that's kind of that's kind of crossing the line. But then I watch the rest of the episode and I go, oh, everything he does to a group feels like crossing the line. I but like that one in particular. Listen, I'm sensitive to things about Nipsey because I really do think he was an incredible man, and his death is like so incredibly tragic. But that was just playing on the fact that the mainstream finds out about things sometimes through like death and all of a sudden people who don't really know shit pretend to care and are pushed to care. 
100%. Because the people who know do care. Does that make sense? Also, I loved Nipsey. Like, it's not, they're not saying that he's not worth knowing. I was, I'm a fan of Nipsey. I played all his music, all his albums, loved his videos. But I learned so much more after he died, which is horrible. But like all these interviews surfaced that I was like, oh man, these are fascinating. This guy was fascinating. And I loved him. So it's interesting. Nipsey is like kind of viewed as a legend and with good reason. But he was still on the verge of being like mainstream big as a rapper. No, he never got he never got big money for rap. This album, that the Marath, the, the last album, Victory Lap, was the one that really put him on the map as someone that you might know if you weren't a hardcore hip hop hit. Also, to a lot of you know, um, random like just n- regular hip hop fans, they'll look at that as like the first album. Oh yeah, I mean it, it was clearly his biggest by far. So he had a lot more to do. Um, but yeah, everyone relax. I mean, I know that's a sensitive thing, but like why you're mad now, three years late, Nipsey died in 2019, I believe. I, oh, what did I see on the news? I saw, hold on one second. I saw something on the news or, I mean, not the news on TikTok, which no, I, you know what you should do. You should shut up. You should tell us on Patreon. All right. How about that? Cause we already went too long. Emilio needs to shave this episode down by 40 minutes. So. <laughs> We have to get on Patreon so we can get a little on there before it gets cut. See you later, guys. We'll see you guys on Patreon. I, listen, um, next week by hook or by crook, Sife, let's book a let's book an in-person guest for the next week. No, we have to. Can we do that? Who's gonna do it? Well, Eclipse would do it. No, no, no. Who's gonna book it? Uh, well, you and I will talk right now. We need to get together and figure. Out- Goodbye. Bye.